Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this world of swirly mist and mystical energy, I hope that you're able to decipher what is an actual health issue and what is an ascension symptom. Now, we've been going over ascension symptoms a lot lately. I just wanted to point out some of the newer ones that I've experienced in the past week, especially over the weekend. So I guess I will just jump into what I've been going through uh, because I know it's ascension symptoms. When I hear other people saying the same thing, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's weird. We all shouldn't be going through the same thing if it's just a health issue. So uh, problems with sleep, problems with either not sleeping enough and feeling exhausted when you wake up or laying down and being unable to sleep, insomnia. This is not really anything new as far as the ascension symptoms are concerned, but there's been... um, a deep sleep issue. Like when you start to fall asleep, instead of having a nice normal sleep, it's like an intense, like you've been dreaming all night long, intense, intense, intense sleep. And if you wake up, it's only been two hours or four hours. I mean, you wake up and swear to God, you've been asleep for 12 hours. Uh, and when you are dreaming, it's intense. And sometimes instructional, like you're in school, you're in some kind of a classroom, or you're on a trip with a bunch of people, you wake up, you don't know who the hell any of these people are, or what any of it means. Um, And also at this time, I have heard from a few people who are saying that there are a very, uh, oh God, what's the word, very much... uh, part of the collective unconscious type of dreams that are symbolic and universal, such as losing your teeth has come up. Um, dreams of, uh, when you lose your teeth, it, it means like major life changes, you know, losing things you didn't need anymore, uh, getting rid of the old, opening up, uh, your experience, or in this case, your mouth <laughs> for a new tooth or a new kind of thing. Um, sweet tooth is something that's come up. People have said the word sweet tooth, which is kind of, um, symbolic of either you have a sweet tooth or you are eating too much sugar, or you're now going, you know what? No more sugar. I'm going to take a two week break of sugar and see what happens to my body. And I'm contemplating that one myself in my mind. Um, this is another, uh, upgrade in the way of, um, bringing, uh, ourselves to a higher vibration by changing our diet yet once again. And it doesn't mean we're all becoming vegan because everyone is different. Some of you maybe have been vegan for a long time and decided I'm going to start eating meat. Some of you are eating less meat. Some of you decided to eat more meat. For me, I decided to eat more meat and less fiber. I know this sounds weird. It's counterintuitive, but my body needed that for a while. 
I'll get back into it and start eating fruit and vegetables again. But I've had to do a weird specific kind of diet where I had to change everything up again. And, um, I don't know in the next two days I'm planning on starting my lemon thing in the morning where I just eat a whole lemon, chop it up, including the seeds, including the uh, peelings and putting it in like a little blender with water and drinking that down every single day before I have my coffee, which is a liver cleanse. It's a whole body cleanse. It cleanses your skin, gets rid of cellulite. Um, it, it gets rid of everything that you don't need in your body. So I did this once before and I felt like maybe I needed to do another one. So we may end up being doing a third one in January (laughs) just to make sure that my body is um, optimal and running at the maximum capacity. And this includes brain. This includes everything. This replenishes electrolytes. It revamps the digestive system. It fixes uh, the skin system. It, it helps the liver, helps gallbladder, helps uh, pancreas. It, it helps everything. So that is what I am. <laughs> I don't even like lemons. I mean, I like lemons when it's a slice of lemon in tea with sugar, but just drinking it without sugar. It's like, I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm probably going to do it anyway. <laughs> I'm probably going to do that and then take a week or two break and then follow that up with no sugar of any kind for 14 days and see what happens. <sighs> but I just got to do it. I got to just, you know, wouldn't be prudent to ignore this advice that my spiritual team is giving me. So there it is. I did take um, this anti-parasite medicine and I'm feeling a lot better and I'm much improved just in six days. So it's like, yeah, this is, um, this is actually pretty cool. Actually it's been no eight days now. Today would be the eighth day after I first started that. So yeah. Uh, so when you get weird advice that at first might be like, what, you know, it's like, I obviously, I don't have an obvious parasite or I don't now have any, but I didn't have anything obvious, you know, normally when you have really bad gut issues, you're like, Oh my God. And you can't leave the bathroom for hours on end, then that's a sure sign you've got a parasite. But I didn't have anything like that. And then my spiritual healing team said, take the parasite medicine, you're going to need it. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I'm fine. So I don't know. Uh, So you might be getting guidance right before you uh, are fully awake in the morning, right? When you're starting to fall asleep at night, there might be a little whisper in your ear of, uh, you know what, you need more blueberries or, (laughs) you know, whatever it is. I blueberries have been in my mind a lot. My, um, I was thinking I might want blueberry pancakes soon. And my, my kid calls me and says, I'm going to have blueberry pancakes. I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) I was just thinking about that. So, you know, look for synchronicities like that. Maybe it means something. It might mean a connection to your past, uh, or it might mean, you know, something you're going to do in the future with a loved one or, Maybe it just means you need to eat blueberry pancakes now. <laughs> There's something in it that's going to bring about some kind of a, I don't know what, something health for you, helpful for you, or might be some kind of a closure. I was hearing the word closure, which was like, what? But it might be something, you know? So um, pay attention to that. Lots of weird animal synchronicities, lots of number synchronicities. Other people started noticing 711, 177, and 717. 
um, 111, I've noticed a lot, um, not just 1111, but 111, um, and there's always the 333, and the 222, and the 555, those are always seeming to be around me, but uh, 744, 733, those are other numbers, so you might be just all these number sinks, right? And everybody else is having the same ones. It's really freaky. So you might want to look it up in your angel number book or your angel number apps. Uh, there's, uh, you know, even some websites online, you could look it up if you don't have those, uh, but the apps are free and, um, well, there you have it. So, uh, let's see intense pain that nothing is helping like stiffness in the neck, the back, uh, the joints, hips, um, spine, especially the upper spine and stiff neck where you just like nothing is working. Uh, I had to put, I woke up this morning, had to ice my entire spine. I had to put ice on my, my hips. I had to ice my entire spine and my neck. Uh, I was doing uh, push-ups last night, which usually loosens up the upper mu- muscles when I feel stiff and nothing was working. Um, aspirin, it wasn't working. Um, it was just, um, it's just an ascension symptom. So pulling in the energy, bloating uh, now, uh, with extra, um, water weight, even on your lower back. Um, even some, some of you might have it on your upper back, uh, or abdomen area. Just, you have extra water weight at this time to bathe your organs while you're pulling in all the extra energy. So once you integrate the energy that should, uh, dissipate pretty quickly. Um, weird cravings or a lack of appetite. This is another thing I've noticed. Um, like I haven't wanted a can of chili in four years and suddenly went and bought one and I haven't had it yet, but it's one of those things where I look at it some days and I'm like, huh, maybe I want that now, you know? And then my body's like, nope, nope, not yet. And I look at it and get a little nauseated. That's another weird symptom. You might look at food and think that might be what I want right now. And then you get really nauseated, which means your body is telling you it's not time to eat that food right now. Foods that you would normally like go for, even if it's something, you know, somewhat healthy, like oatmeal, you know, um, something that you normally eat. And now your body's like, Ooh, no, I feel sick when I look at that. Um, having a visceral reaction or response to food, you might see a pineapple and your body's like, can't get enough. I can't wait to have it almost like an intense food craving. So you might have that also, um, as far as food, uh, being overly thirsty, like you can't get enough water and waking up seriously dehydrated every day, serious migraine headaches, really intense headaches. Um, and it could be just like in the, uh, front right section of your brain and then uh, later might be in the left section in the middle or you know it's just like very specific parts of your head like what the hell like I'm not somebody who normally gets headaches I did used to when I was very 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 young I used to get headaches all the time and um, I was very unhealthy and I was you know I had been living in an abusive household when I became an adult and moved out I had to unravel all that shit for myself and I actually did. And I started to get extremely healthy. I like dropped down to a size three. I was like solid muscle and I was 200 miles uh, a week, a hundred miles to, well, not really 200 miles. I think maybe I had one week. There's almost 200 miles, but I did a hundred miles on my bicycle every week. 
um, in total, not like all at once, of course, but just, man, I was bodybuilding, um, two hours a day, seven days a week. I was, you know, I used to be really, um, I won't say athletic at all, but active. I will say I was active and I was, um, looking pretty hot actually when I was 19 years old, but, um, you know, thoughts of going back to who you used to be in a good way, you know, like, so I've been thinking, well, I need to get back in shape. All right. There's that. So you might have, uh, those kinds of ideas. I want to go back to an aspect of myself that I really liked and I miss. Maybe you haven't worn makeup in two years and suddenly you realize, I think I want to wear makeup a lot. You know, I want to look good a lot. Or maybe you've been wearing makeup this whole time and you're like, screw it. I want to have a natural look. Maybe you're, you know, so I think that this time we're suddenly like wanting to fix things. Like maybe your hair has been kind of not looking the best. And now you're like, screw it. I want a carotene uh, protein treatment. I want my hair to be silky smooth and soft even though it hasn't been in in like four years or whatever, you know, you might just feel like I need to improve my looks. I need to glow up. I need to, um, really step into the best, highest version of myself, you know, and it might be physical. It might be emotional, might be mental, you know, going back to school, gain a new job, um, starting a new career. Uh, I just feel like we're all moving into a higher version of ourselves where we're suddenly going to be like, Oh, this is who I am. And this is what I was meant to be. Um, I feel like at this time, people are sorting themselves out of our life, uh, really fast, like just really super rapid. Like, you know, they are, it's just, people are sorting themselves out. You know, they're doing dumb shit and you're like, I don't need to be this person's friend anymore. I don't think they were ever my friend. This is over. And I'm okay with that. You know, you might be going through something like that with somebody where you're just like, huh, I known this person 10 years. And I think that I was always just a sounding board for their problems. And I don't need that shit anymore. I try to say my problems and have a mutual exchange where we're mutual friends and they're just, they don't want to hear it. They'll go, huh? Well, anyway, back to my problem, da, 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 da. And you're like, what the fuck? You know, we've been on your problem for two and a half hours. And when it comes time for me to talk about my thing, Oh, I gotta go. I'm tired. That kind of fair weather friend, or, you know, someone who just wants to tell you all of their shit as if you need it. If you're not their therapist, you don't need to hear somebody's shit. They need to get a therapist. They need to get their own shit going, you know, away from you. <laughs> Cause you know, you don't have time. We don't have time for the shit. I know I don't. You know, um, I don't have time to listen to people's stuff. Like, I mean, if one of you has an issue and you know, I haven't heard from you in a few weeks, that's okay. I don't mean that, but I have people who call me every day and I'm on the phone, like a part-time fucking job, four hours, five hours a day, you know? And it's just like, fuck man, you know, like my daughter calls and sometimes we're on the phone five or six hours a day, but I could get other things done while I'm on the phone with her. Sometimes we'll mute each other to, you know, take calls or do whatever. Sometimes we don't say a word to each other for two hours, but it's nice to know that we're there with each other, you know, because we used to do this when, you know, she was um, living with me and I was still like taking care of her bills and, you know, financial, whatever. Um, That's how we were, you know, we'd be in the same room doing our own thing. She'd be drawing or painting or playing guitar. And I would be 
uh, writing and we would get along really well, even if we don't say a damn word to each other for two, three hours, you know, but I don't mean that it's just, but there have been people in my life who just want to call and talk about their, uh, relationship constantly. And so I'm not your therapist, you know, there's nothing I could do or say about that. Oh, but I need you to help, you know, Oh, you know, the free reading shit, you know, um, it's like, I'm sorry, I make $300 an hour to do a reading and it's like, Oh, but you give it to me for free. Yeah. Unfortunately I do. And also I don't have time, you know, to have, it's part-time job shit. You know, I don't have the energy or the time to do a part-time job with you, you know, giving you a bunch of free shit away where now I don't have enough energy for the rest of my life, the rest of my day, you know, and I'm going fucking nowhere fast and I'm not getting any younger, no spring chicken over here, you know? So that's how I feel like there's, um, people like that, that they're going to be sorted out of your life. And it's easier if you just ask God to do it for you. Look, if this person is not going to give me what I need for my spiritual growth and my movement forward, and I'm just here as their fucking like doormat or their free therapist or their free psychic. I really just don't need this, this person in my life anymore that, you know, you could ask God to sort them out for you. And God is sorting people out for us at this time. And I have noticed it. Um, you know, I did have a friend that all she would do is complain about her health shit. And I found out that while she was doing that, she was casting spells against me. (laughs) she's no longer my life. And I don't look, you know, other than to, to say it as this is okay for you to do this. I don't really look back. I don't miss her. I don't give a shit. I actually have a lot more energy and a lot more time now to dedicate to myself, for example. So I do feel that there's a lot of stuff like that. God's sorting things out. I do feel there's a movement forward of brand new people coming our way. And I do feel like it's going to be, um, glowing up. We're going to be glowing up in every possible way. Well, that was weird. Hi, baby girl. Someone just come, came home. Uh, yeah, the neighbors decided to randomly crank up their stereo super, super loud. And I noticed I started talking a little bit louder to combat that. And then I realized, oh shit, that could be copyright. I don't know. (laughs) I know it was, um, kind of muffled and maybe y'all couldn't hear even what song it was. It was in Spanish. But, um, anyway, they don't do that very often. So I'm glad that they're in a good mood. Uh, my cat came home with some weird liquid on her fur. And so I had to give her a quick bath, which she's now, you know, <laughs> I just got a paper towel wet and washed her fur off real quick. And now she's seen here, uh, finishing the bath, <laughs> licking the water I put on her fur, basically. <clears throat> so some of the other ascension symptoms I've noticed are, um, flashes of light. Like you catch a glimmer of what might look like a fairy in, uh, out of the corner of your eye and you turn your, and it's nothing, or you might feel, um, a brush of an angel's wing it might be your holy guardian angel, or you might see a glimpse of a, a, what looks like maybe like a wing or a, just a quick flash of a person there. And then they're gone. Um, I've noticed that kind of thing, um, quite a bit lately. And you might have the, the feeling, the weird distinct feeling just for one fleeting second of, um, a flash of, uh, you're outside of the matrix looking in, you're peering into the matrix and you're like, Whoa. And you suddenly get a new level of understanding. Um, and it might be, it might like come for a split second. You're like, I understand everything. And then all of a sudden, 
it's gone in in one breath and you're like, wait a minute, what happened? So I've been getting a lot of that kind of activity where my mind suddenly sees the whole grand design picture and it's gone. (laughs) It's like, it's like before I could even catch my breath and say something, it's like, oh wait, I I don't know what just happened. (laughs) Um, Things might seem easier suddenly tasks that seemed almost impossible, especially if you're suffering from, um, introversion and, or anxiety and depression, social anxiety, um, where you felt like it was a chore to leave the house. I know a lot of people in this situation. I'm one of them. I do suffer from anxiety and social anxiety, even though once I leave the house, I'm totally fine. You know, and I could get along with anyone. I could talk to anyone. I'm, I'm totally okay and comfortable. And then I come home exhausted because it's like, oh my God, talking to people. Ew, people. <laughs> Congestion, that's another ascension symptom. I'm pretty sure uh, that a lot of people have been having um, coughing stuff up out of your lungs, being congested, having um, phlegm where it doesn't make sense to have it. Um, especially if you're eating a diet that has, uh, less, um, you know, mucus producing, uh, qualities. And it's like, wait, what, where's this coming from? But I feel like our bodies are starting to detox naturally and randomly, but, uh, spiritually besides seeing the flash of, uh, you know, angels or, you know, just like a flash of white light here and there, you might be seeing orbs. Also, you might be seeing UFOs possibly, Um, I know I saw, um, several in the past week, uh, just little lights. I didn't see anything major, you know, like I didn't see any hardware, like, uh, you know, metal or, uh, like gray ship or with twinkling lights or nothing like that. But I did see, um, white orbs, very bright white orbs. I saw several while giving, um, like, I think it was like last Wednesday's episode, uh, while I was channeling, I look out the window and oh my God, so many UFOs. And over the weekend I saw a triangular shaped UFO, um, cloaked and it was holding the clouds over it so that no one could see it. And then the wind came up and blew all the clouds away. And there was like a triangular shaped section of the clouds that did not move (laughs) at all. And I was like, aha, caught you. (laughs) You guys have to let go of those clouds so that the sky looks normal. (laughs) So I've been seeing faces in the clouds that look like 3d paintings. Um, that look like ETs and one of them looked like um, a Pleiadian. So I feel like as a Pleiadian brothers and sisters, our cousins are here with us. And so you might be feeling a sense of that, especially if you're a star seed or you're open to the Pleiadians and the Lyrans and the Andromedans, you might be feeling a sense of they're here with us. They're watching us and they're giving us a lot of love. You might be aware of that. So that's part of that being outside of the matrix for a split second feeling that you feel like you're being watched, but it's, but it's actually okay. You know, it's like the big, our big cousins in the sky are just kind of hanging out or big brothers, big sisters, whatever, not in a bad big brother way, but you know, just kind of our older siblings. They're just here to uh, make sure everything is transitioning lovely and smoothly. Um, another thing that I've noticed is the reverie feeling the kind of, um, nostalgic feeling, which I've been feeling 
throughout this entire ascension process over the past uh, four to six years. But weird things like it's like um, not a memory of a family dinner on a holiday would be like a very specific memory, like a very nostalgic memory, but um, tiny reveries. Like, for example, I opened up, it's been hot here for the past two days and I opened up my refrigerator and so the hot breeze from outside and the cold breeze from the refrigerator mingled and um, caressed my legs in such a way that I had this instant reverie feeling, this nostalgia for standing in my yard when I was a little girl with my cat that my grandpa had named Goofball. So I was standing with Goofball in the, uh, in his, Goofball was a Siamese cat with blue eyes, just a beautiful cat that got, got himself, uh, wrapped up in this, uh, bush in our yard. And I heard him one night while it was raining and I insisted on going outside. My grandma said, I don't hear anything. Every time we would go, she would approach the bush, uh, nothing. Right. And I'm like, you need to stay away. The cat doesn't like you. <laughs> it's going to be my friend. And so, I, you know, she's like, oh, oh, you, you know. And so we went out in our bathrobes in the middle of the night and I rescued this baby kitten, most adorable kitten ever. And nobody knew who this cat was, where it came from. But my grandpa's like, that's it. And my grandma said, don't you dare go buy 50 pounds of food the way you do anytime any animal comes around. And he's like, okay, sissy, don't, don't panic. I won't. And he's like, you want to go to the store with me? I'm all sure. And he says, okay, we're going to the feed store and we're going to buy 50 pounds of food for that cat. (laughs) That's my new cat. And I'm calling him goofball. And I don't care what she says. (laughs) Next thing you know, we've got a cat named goofball. (laughs) And that cat, oh man, that cat just loved my grandpa, stayed in his room, slept on his bed with him and just slept at his feet and brought him a brand new gopher or mouse every single day. That cat worshiped my grandfather literally and loved him dearly. And that was his, that was his best friend. And my grandma's like, Oh, you, you know, she, my grandma never was raised with animals and couldn't stand them. And my grandpa grew up on, um, partially on Cherokee land. And then later they moved to California and he grew up on a pretty big piece of property with a lot of animals. And that's how he was raised. He was like, I love animals. So, that's how it was. But anyway, so I used to play outside, uh, with goofball, you know, we weren't, we weren't really officially playing the way a cat plays either. Like we would just sit and hang out and I would talk to goofball and goofball would just kind of meow at me and that Siamese meow. And we just hang out in the front yard. And so we just look at different things together. Like, Oh, look at this snail. Oh, look at that bug. Look at this roly poly you know, do you like this leaf? You know, um, you know, that is just like really, you know, very normal, boring kind (laughs) of, you know, conversation between, I don't know, I think I was maybe seven years old or something. And, uh, anyway, just standing in front of my fridge with the hot air and the cold air mingling and caressing my legs. I had this reverie of standing in the front yard in Huntington beach with goofball in the yard and just looking around at, yeah, the grass needs to be mowed, you know, just like a boring, normal kind of thought. And that cold breeze came up from the ocean, from the Pacific Ocean. And I live here on the Pacific Ocean in Ecuador. And it was just that, you know, the hot air mingled with that cold Pacific Ocean air. 
and it's just uh, such a reverie. I had this feeling, and it was more of the emotion of today in this moment, everything is perfect. Everything is a balance and a mixture of harmony. And everything is unified. Everything is unity. And it was a really beautiful uh, kind of reverie memory. It was like this nostalgia for what was, but not in a way in which I felt sad, not in a way in which I wished I could go back and change something. It was not a regretful moment, but I've been having these kinds of things. Um, like I'll have, instead of memory, remembering a, uh, family dinner with all the family there, I'll remember like maybe a piece of pumpkin pie. I sat and ate with my brother or something when we were little or the conversation or laughing really hard with each other, or it's like bits and snippets of that old life, you know, from this life, but just, um, the happy memories, you know, the good things, the good stuff. Um, you know, just the moments where we're walking and, you know, carrying a stick and knocking leaves out of the way as we walk, you know, just super simple stuff like that, that are just the moments where maybe we're connected with each other a little more, um, you know, whether it's a cat or a person or something else, uh, maybe connection to nature, connection to a tree or a yard or something. Um, it's that, I don't know how to explain it other than that, but those are the kinds of things and thoughts that I've been having the reverie kind of everything's okay in this moment. And then I'm bringing forth from my past memory, like from nearly, you know, 45 to 50 years ago, those kinds of energies where things were okay in that moment. And I'm bringing that emotion of things were okay then. And I'm bringing it to the now and I'm pulling that forward where things are okay. Now too, things are more than okay. I'm being protected. I'm being guided and the right people are being, being brought to me in the right way. And I will be doing the right projects for the right pay. If you want to go along with that, uh, uh, affirmation from Florence Scoville Shin, which we've learned yesterday. We finished the book, by the way, three short episodes and the book was over. Um, I like her books. They're very short. We may do another one. These are, these are really, I like her books. They're very interesting. So we may end up doing that again next week, unless I find another book that's more uh, fascinating in the moment. Although I'm really into her stuff right now. So if you guys want to let me know if you want to hear more Florence, cause her affirmations are on point. They are deep metaphysical affirmations, which I love about her and um, just very deeply spiritual and, and uh, they work very, very well. But I've been feeling the energy of new projects coming in, even though I don't know what they are or with who, but I've had the idea of the right people are coming, the right projects are coming, the right situations are coming, the right money is coming, the right house is coming, the right car is coming like all the things that, that I need in my life are are on their way. The right wardrobe is coming, the right, whatever perfume, makeup, whatever, you know, from the smallest thing to the biggest thing it's, it's on its way and it's coming. And I'm now starting to expect it in a way in which I'm receiving it 
I expect it. I'm receiving it. And I'm also happy about it. That's already here. So when I close my eyes, I see myself already there where I need to be and I'm happy and things are like, yes, this is good. Um, it's, there's an energy, a general sense of, uh, instead of, I think I talked about this a a while back (coughs) about, um, I think it was like on Thursday, maybe a few days ago. I mean, seriously, last, last week was a hell of a year. I don't know. It just felt like a whole year. I don't know if you guys just discovered that energy also, but boy, it felt like we lived a whole year last week. But so when I say a while back, and that feels like six, seven months ago, and I know it was only four or five days ago, but I was talking about how people have been doing this. Well, I know my worth and I'm a queen and I'm a king and I'm this and I'm that, and you better da da da. And it's like kind of combative and almost a situation of, um, okay, knowledge just let herself outside through the hole in the screen that she put there. I'm going to miss you when you go. She didn't go anywhere. She literally just went through the uh, door. Now she's looking at me like, aren't you going to let me in? What did you do that for? She just, she's just staring. It just, just hanging out by the door. All right. So the door wasn't even locked and I had shown her that you can open it if you want. You're not locked outside because it's still early in the day. And she just had to go through the hole in the screen instead of opening the door. And so I opened the door and she came right back in. <laughs> she just wants the door open. So she has the option and she doesn't want to have to open it herself. So what, what a cute girl. I love this cat so much. Anyway, <laughs> what you doing girl? She's like, where are my pizza boxes? They're gone. Yeah, they were thrown out. <laughs> anyway so um so there's this see I don't know where I was at this the matrix thing and the nostalgic thing which has been kind of um it's been like the backdrop of the days we're also someone said we're in the void I don't know if we're in the void I know we're in a solar wind stream though and I know that we're being brought into a higher light and a higher vibration and I noticed that things are going to work out because we're going into the field of unity now, the unification energy. And um, God's telling me some of you aren't going there yet. You're going to be. You're not seeing it yet. Some of you are like, nope, that's not me. Um, God is showing me that some of you still have some, you know, stuff to, you know, some stinky, toxic energy to let go of. Uh, stuff that other people caused you, stuff you've caused yourself. Um, a lot of you still need to forgive yourself. And a lot of you are really needing to forgive others. Okay, so this is where I was going. Uh, God just showed me. Okay. So a lot of, I've noticed a lot of people are doing this kind of, uh, well, I know my worth and I'm a king and I'm a queen and I'm glowing up and you better respect me. Otherwise, that's it or else. And even though, yeah, that could be a point of spiritual, um, you know, upbringing, you know, bringing yourself up to a higher level, but that's still so much ego involved with this shit. I have a friend who was doing that. Well, I'm the red queen and how dare he mess with me? And I'm like, says the egomaniac right now, (laughs) you know, you're not an egomaniac. Why are you coming from a jealous, bitter woman kind of angry energy right now? You know, she's mad at somebody 
And she's like, oh my God, you're right. I'm like, you need to dump this energy. Jealousy becomes no woman. It is not good for anybody. And, and jealousy becomes no man either, by the way. So, um, you know, you just have to accept what is, if it, if this person is yours, they're going to be with you. And if this person is not, uh, meant to be with you right now, it's not going to happen. And if this person has karma with somebody else, they got to live that shit out and play it out until they can let it go and then be with you. And she's like, Oh shit, you're right. All right. Now, now she was able to let go and she's fine. And I'm, and that was just like last week. And I've, I've other, um, people that have been kind of like, I know my value, you know, and, in in this whole idea of respect me, respect me, you know, <laughs> anyone who's screaming the words respect me, um, really they're not, that's just an ego place. That's a little kid screaming out, look at me, look at me. Um, this, it's an ego thing. And once a person gets over that shit and they never say those words out loud, but then they start to respect themselves, not in a, I'm better than you, but in a, I respect myself where I'm at. I accept myself where I'm at. I accept you where you're at, but if we're not going to vibe together, we're not going to fly together. And that's just the way it is. You know, once you come to a place where it's not based in ego, but it's based in actually respecting yourself and actually knowing that you are a king or a queen or a God or a goddess or whatever you want to consider yourself to be. Once you realize you are an ascended master in training, you are a whip a <laughs> work in progress. Once you realize that you are that, but also you're a higher version of that right now. Right. So I've noticed a lot of people, instead of doing that whole jealousy, weird, I'm this and I'm that, and you better da and I better da, and you're not going to be a part of my life. If da da da, like that's all ego bullshit. That's still coming from a place of pain. And I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I got rid of like, I start, I stopped following like maybe 10 accounts last week in like a day or two. Um, I was just on a rampage. Nope. Fuck that. Nope. Uh, uh-uh, that's not it. Those people are unhealed. They keep putting out unhealed information. This is an old meme where three months ago, we're all like, yeah, exactly. And now we've, a lot of us at least have glowed up enough where we go. Well, I don't need to come from a place of ego. If somebody doesn't see my worth and they don't respect me, I'm not going to be angry about it. That's, that's their problem. You know, that's because they don't love and accept themselves. They don't respect themselves. They don't forgive the people in their past. They don't forgive themselves. They're not in a place of receiving. And so they're trying to force their taking on everybody else. I know my value. I know my worth. I'm, you know, going to take it. And if you can't give it to me, then I'm going to take it from someone else. And that was like that ego bullshit. And I started to rise above the matrix in this one. And I started seeing the truth of all that, that it's still coming from a place of unhealed hurt. And now I see that a lot of people are just kind of at peace. I know for me, I am. I'm at peace emotionally and mentally. And I'm just like, Hey, you know what? If things are going to happen, they're going to happen. And if they're not going to happen, they're not going to happen. In the meantime, I'm moving forward in my own life, doing my own thing. And I'm loving myself. I've forgiven everybody else and I'm giving everyone love and I release them and I give them back their uh, karma that they try to thwart me with. They try to push on me with their negativity. 
You know, if somebody wants to spend 25 years trying to cast evil spells on me instead of, you know, losing weight and losing the wrinkles and glowing up and eating healthy and doing for themselves, then that's a wasted life. And that ain't my fault. It's none of my business. Fuck them if that's how they want to live their life. But nobody can touch me anymore because I've now got more protection from God. I've gotten more discernment from God. I am whom God helps and I will continue to be that. And, um, it is what it is. I don't know if you guys can hear the harbinger bird, this sound in the background. I've been having a lot of birds talk to me lately. I don't know if you're interacting with nature or not, but, um, a lot of times birds that have that kind of a high pitched single, almost like a piercing, it's almost like a sword cutting the air type of energy. Uh, if you allow that sound, you can use that sound to cut out negativity other people put on you, or you could cut out, um, a sad thought or sad energy that you don't want anymore. The birds, a lot of times will come and they offer that as a healing vibration, but you have to consciously use it. And I've noticed it, uh, the other day that uh, I was having like a couple days ago, I was sad. I was missing my ex-husband who died and I was, uh, thinking about him and really missing him. And I was like, I just don't want this energy anymore. And as soon as I said that out loud, uh, this bird came up to my bedroom window and I couldn't see the bird landed in a tree in the neighbor's yard, but it was giving this cutting energy. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use that cutting energy. And it did a very long and then a medium and then a short burst of sound. And it was just like cutting out, carving out that energy in me. And as soon as I was done and I felt healed instantly, the bird flew away. So I have noticed that kind of interaction with nature. When you get to the level where you're pretty much at peace and then something comes up, um, God will send birds. God will send, um, the energy of crickets or frogs or whatever night bug <laughs> or night creature makes a sound that will cut all through all, all out, all the energy. And it's all pretty, very interesting. I I've noticed it. I'm really, really grateful for it. So I just, you know, I want to point that out as well. But if you're coming into your own as a person of peace, you're going to notice this unity harmony energy and you're not going to any longer be able to tolerate the conspiracy theories, the us versus them, or they're against us. What do we do? Oh no, this guy's falling chicken little bullshit. You're not going to be interested in any of this anymore. A few months ago, I had a friend of mine say, you know, you're no fun. You used to be really into the conspiracy theories. I'm like, yeah, but now I'm more interested in ascension and I'm interested in unity. I'm interested in forgiveness And I don't give a shit what they kept from us or what, you know, they're doing to us or what, you know, this or that or the other thing, my body, my life, everything is in the hands of God. If God wants me to die of pollution that the government didn't tell us about, then that's what God wants. If God wants me to be spared from that, that's what God wants. It's not any of my business what other humans are doing. It's only my business what... God wishes for me and that I work and walk in alignment with that light. And that's it. You know, um, anybody who puts out any kind of meme that is a slut shaming or fat shaming or any kind of shaming, you know, or talking about these people are asleep and they're negative towards humans. Any of those, 
man, I, I mean, I just, it's like I cut them out so fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if their head's spinning on the other end of it. You know, it's just so, it's just like, I literally have stopped having any and all tolerance for anything that's not of a complete unified, um, energy. And you might be finding yourself, uh, feeling less and less tolerant of non-unified ideas as well. And I feel like this is the latest Ascension symptoms. It's like a higher mindedness, a higher harmony, a higher peace. And anything that disturbs that peace is the fuck out. You know, um, you might still try to watch TV shows that you were watching a few years ago. I had to stop watching some that were more on the negative spectrum of things where I'm just like, uh, it just lowers my vibration now. So I'm only for the higher things. And by the way, the movie Stutz, I don't know if, um, you have, uh, listened to this at all or, or heard of this, um, Jonah Hill. I think I mentioned it in, uh, yesterday's show, uh, this is something that has, um, really got me excited about several things, uh, therapy wise as a therapist, I'm a hypnotherapist and, um, I do spiritual counseling and, um, he does a lot of things that I do, uh, but he has different ways of viewing it. And I love his views. And if you haven't seen it, oh man, this is basically Jonah Hill going to his therapist and learning and talking about some of his tools. And this just barely scratches the surface. It's like a two hour and 10 minute movie, but it barely scratches the surface of this man's tools. Like he just has this philosophy and psychology of life that, um, is really refreshing and watching this is going to help you, you know, it's just two hours and 10 minutes of your life, but it's going to have you laughing. It's going to have you feeling endeared towards the people on the film the vulnerability, the humanity in it. It's an incredible show. Um, I want to say thank you to Ray on Instagram, who has been a long-term listener and he's a dear friend now. And he's one that told everyone to listen to watch the show. You got to see his movie immediately. It's so incredible. And so I finally said, okay, I'm going to watch it. And it's, it, it is, it really is. I watched another weird movie, um, called the wonder not at all what I expected. I thought it was going to be about a, a child with a city, a superhuman ability of not having to eat anymore because there are people like that. But this one wasn't what you expect. And it was a good movie. I'm not going to give it away, but it's in Ireland um, where uh, this woman who has her own problems and her own past to contend with is hired as a nurse to sit watch and watch a little girl make sure she does not eat so that she can be declared a saint by the Catholic church. Basically they don't quite say it or go that far, but it's like Saint fever, you know, like they're trying to find a new, uh, saint and it's just weird. Like, um, it's a weird, it's a weird movie. I don't know what to say about it other than it was a good movie you're going to watch something. You're going to have to watch something funny, uh, right after though, just a heads up. <laughs> uh, and I watched another movie. I watched three or four movies over the weekend. In fact, I watched three movies on Saturday and then I only watched Stutz yesterday. And I have to say, I actually felt really relaxed. I felt like I did finally have a break. Um, 
and it felt good. It felt good. Um, normally when I take a couple days off at the end of my uh, week doing the show, I still don't feel like I've relaxed. And this weekend, this past weekend, I actually feel like I did. You know, it was um, nice taking the time out for myself. And I hope that you guys can do that too and take that time out for yourself as well. So anyway, I wanted to now turn our attention to spaceweather.com where we learn about the news of the sun and earth environment. So um, I'm here trying to queue up these pages here. So I don't know. the. There we go. Here we go. I'm getting the Schumann Resonance pages queued up. If I do it too early, then then I have to redo it anyway because whatever is going on with my uh, computer. Oh, and by the way, this is another weird ascension symptom with electronics. And by the way, animals are feeling the ascension right now as well. Be kind to them if they're acting weird or out of character. Um, you know, my cat usually is on the bed with me every night, pointing her paw in my, in my paw. You know, we hold paws at night, you know. And suddenly she's just for like a week, like I, she doesn't want anything to do with me and it's just been weird and unnerving. And then she'll kiss me. She'll hold me in the evening, but at night she doesn't want to sleep with me at all. I don't know what that's about. Um, another thing is our bodies are detoxing while we are sleeping. I noticed that, um, my body is getting rid of a lot of toxins and I'm losing weight while, um, I'm sleeping. So it's automatic. A lot of the toxins coming through our lungs. So you might feel that suddenly your breath is really bad. Just keep drinking lots of water. Um, that dehydration thing is real. My sleep has been when I do sleep, it's very, very deep. So that's something else. Um, all right. So let's find out from spaceweather.com what's up in space. The current solar wind speed is 414. 0.7 kilometers per second. This is, um, 414 might be for you an angel number. There's a geomagnetic storm watch, uh, which we mentioned yesterday. We're on sunspot number 72 and sunspot AR 3150 poses a threat for M class solar flares right now. Um, let's see the cosmic radiation today is elevated. It's still at 3.6%. And nothing really has changed. It says in the past 48 hours changed by negative 0.5%. But this is where we were at yesterday. So really nothing has changed. I keep refreshing the page, expecting it to change, and it really hasn't. And so um, it looks like they haven't even done much on this. You know, the solar uh, wind, I'm sure we're in it. I feel it. They're not mentioning it. We were hit by three this weekend. I know that we were slammed by this energy and these people are just not updating their page at all. Like even the fireball stuff, they're not updating anything. So I hope that whoever is taking care of the spaceweather.com page, I hope that they are, oh, now okay, now it's fine. As soon as I freaking mentioned it, I'm like three times I had to update it. See, that's everything. My computer, I've had to shut off. The Wi-Fi has been weird. My daughter's Wi-Fi has been weird. My other friends have had where like they have to just suddenly shut off their phones and restart it. Um, 
a lot of weird stuff like that with the electronics. So suddenly, finally, it, it said Monday, November 21st, and now it says it again. And yet everything on the page has changed. Now the solar wind speed is 400.4 instead of 414. So I, I don't even know. Uh, Orion completes a lunar flyby. That's NASA's spacecraft, which swooped over the far side of the moon. And it took close-up photos. And wow, that's going to be interesting to look at on NASA TV. There's a link on spaceweather.com if you want to check it out. Yeah, we're still in sunspot number 72, but now the growing sunspot AR3149 is crackling with C-class solar flares. So that's going to be interesting. A small asteroid did just hit Earth. Oh, shit. Um, They did see it coming just a few hours before. (laughs) Don't look up. Oh, shit. Too late. And uh, there was images from Mount Lemmon, Arizona. Uh, That's the second time I saw this name, L-E-M-M-O-N. I saw a picture of Jack Lemon over the weekend. That I don't know what that means, but I have lemons in the fridge. Maybe that's a sign I need to start taking my lemons. I met Jack Lemon when I was a little kid. He was standing in front of me in line at Pioneer Chicken. God rest his soul, and God rest the soul of Pioneer Chicken. There's only one left in L.A. and in Belmont. <laughs> Love that chicken. Holy shit. It's so, so freaking good. And I'm sad that they're not all over LA like they used to be. I heard a rumor though that there are they are in actual China. Someone had had bought up the recipes and brought it to China. So I thought that was at least that lives on somewhere in this crazy world. Cosmic radiation coming down from Ulu. Uh, University of Ulu Sodan Kyla Geophysical Observatory is different than what I said a few minutes ago. Uh, so we're at elevated levels, but we're only 2.8% of the cosmic space age average. And we have gone down by negative 1.2%. So there we go. I knew that there were, I knew it. That It's like I kept, I refreshed the page three times and nothing. Okay. So now it just says solar wind flowing from the Southern Corona Hall should reach earth on the 21st, which is today. So is it reaching us yet? Yeah, it is. They just haven't updated it. I see a, what looks like a grumpy cat face on the sun. If you want to go check it out on spaceweather.com, it's actually kind of cute and funny. Okay. According to NASA's all sky cameras and the all sky fireball network above the United States in the skies, there were 25 fireballs, 15 were sporadic, nine were Leonids and one was a Northern torrid. Okay. Next we go to look at disclosurenews.it coming out of Italy. What is up with the uh, Schumann resonance, which is normally 7.83 hertz frequency, but today coming out of Italy, they're only reporting five, <laughs> five hertz frequency. It's um, really strange. Okay, Halului was coming up off the mat, as we mentioned yesterday uh, from a couple days ago, and it seems like it's going back down, sadly. But it's still up there, so here we go. When we go to HeartMath Institute, found at heartmath.org, this is what we find from the 2300 hour of Saturday, November 19th. In California, they were at 41 hertz frequency. In Hufuf, Saudi Arabia, they were at zero hertz frequency. Still, it's been that way ever since we started season eight um, of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. And 
Lithuania was at 94 hertz frequency. Alberta, Canada was at 61 hertz frequency. Northland, New Zealand was at 106 hertz frequency, which is really, really significant, but not as significant as a winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) Holului, South Africa won at 282 hertz frequency. So remember 7.83 is normal. Anything above that is significant. The higher we go in number, the more significant it is. So something is going on and that's it. We're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, eh, we're going to do something else. I can't remember what I was going to do right now. (laughs) I get distracted because I got a cat in here. What you doing? Knowledge. You want to say hi to the people? Hey, Okay, there you guys go. There's the yes. She wants to say hi. Hello. You want to say hello? All right, now she's walking out the door. She's like, I'm not quite done being outside yet. She's really had an enjoyable day walking in and out and in and out and in and out. That's just her activity for today. She doesn't know if she's uh, coming or going. And, well, that kind of does sum it up for the void that a lot of people have been experiencing and all the latest ascension symptoms. So there you have it. All right, uh, let's take a quick break and I'll be right back after this itty bitty musical ditty. guys I don't know why I forgot I was gonna do Mandela effects tonight (laughs) and I'm like you guys know before I do what I'm gonna do and I knew I was gonna do this and I totally forgot so I finished that the first half of the show and I went oh duh (laughs) anyway it is true you guys did know uh because you knew the title of the show anyway uh so I look at all time which is one of my favorite channels on YouTube. And I've been looking at his Mandela effects for years. And one of the first stories that I covered in 2019 in season one of my show was having to do with the black Tom explosion. This is something that took place, uh, in July of 1916 on July 30th. And it's when we were sabotaged by the Germans and roped into World War II. Now, if you know what I'm talking about, you're from this timeline. (laughs) And if you're like the rest of us, we're like, huh? No, it was the sinking of the Lusitania that put us into the war against Germany. They sunk one of our ships and then the war was on, mister. That was it. Now, I know that that is a fact because I remember having to study for a test in high school and the ship, the Lusitania, was a reason we got into World War II because the Germans sank it and that is literally the only reason and apparently that's not the reason now and I do remember it was on Jeopardy as a question a few years later when they said uh you know 
uh, something to do about the Lusitania. And I'm like, that's why we're in World War II. Okay. And I remember my boyfriend going, oh, you're so smart. And I'm like, you know what? I studied so hard for that test in high school because history is not all that interesting to me, or at least World War II history was not. And I just, it's like I wanted to get through it. So I just studied and studied and studied it. But the Lusitania, I thought was a beautiful word. It was a beautiful name. I don't know what it means, but I remember that I liked it. That's how I remembered it. So I was uh, really shocked when I heard in in 2019 that the Black Tom explosion where the Germans sabotaged our one of our munition plants in New Jersey by attacking it savagely uh, that that's the reason <clears throat> that we got into the war so this is the first terrorist attack on on US soil and it caused 20 million dollars worth of damage which in today's um, money, would be $500 million in uh, 2022 money. So why the fuck don't we talk about this has happened over 100 years ago? And why don't we talk about it? How come this isn't like, oh, the Black Tom explosion. Oh, it's Black Tom Explosion Day. That was the name of the the place or the the little town. It was such a huge explosion that it damaged the Statue of Liberty out in the harbor. And that's why no one could go in the arm of the Statue of Liberty was because of the Black Tom explosion. And before that, people could climb up the stairs to go into the arm and stand on the flame of the Statue of Liberty. And that's why you can't do it now is because of this explosion that nobody ever fucking heard about. (laughs) It's like, are you kidding me right now? This is our first Mandela effect. What is a Mandela effect? If you're new to the concept, I don't know what planet you came from. Welcome to earth. (laughs) I'm just kidding. This has been around for a while. Uh, basically it happened when everybody mourned the loss of Nelson Mandela and a decade or so later he died again and everyone's like um we all remember being horribly horribly upset how could he have just died how come we did not hear anything of this world leader for 10 freaking years suddenly he's still alive but now he's not because he's dead and how did we miss the last 10 years of this man's life he was loved around the world not just by people in South Africa so I don't understand Exactly, but that, I think it was in 2012, maybe, when all of the Mandela Effects started happening. I think there was a website called the Mandela Effect or MandelaEffect.com. I can't remember if it has the, the in the front or not, but anyway, there was a lady who coined the phrase a Mandela Effect because she started noticing that there's a lot of weird shit in this world that half the people remember one way and half the pep- the people remember another way. And it might just be that half of us are from a different timeline. So here we go. Um, so when the man who did the all time, uh, 
you know, deep dive on the black Tom explosion. There wasn't a Wikipedia page about this. There was only like three websites he visited about it and no one else had any information. There was like the history channel website, like history.com and one other obscure website. And I don't know, it was like three websites. And so, um, something came to his attention about it. And he's like, I'm going to go look into this again. He does a Google search and it's five solid pages. Three years later, five solid pages of information about the black Tom explosion. And there wasn't even a Wikipedia page back then. It now exists. So when he uh, went back on YouTube and he started looking, so he did the Google search. Now he's going to do a real deep dive on YouTube. When he looked this up on YouTube, there was like nothing. And now there's an upload from 2013, which wasn't there before with actual video footage, not only video footage of the explosion itself, this same uploader that uploaded this in 2013, uh, six years before he even did a video on this. There are now videos of people rioting, people, uh, looting, there was fires that was caused by that were caused by the explosions because a shrapnel rang down for three hours plus. Now, all of the aftermath footage that did not exist suddenly exists. Video footage of the attack suddenly exists where it didn't before. And this guy uploaded it, you know, nine years ago. And three years ago, this wasn't even on YouTube. So what the actual hell is going on? So according to most of the reports three years ago, five people died in this. One per one website said seven people died. Now, when you do a deep dive on it, they all say that four people only died, but Then as he was going through this for several days, he found a website that said, now it's 50 people that died. Like what? This is really weird. So then he found a PBS special that talked about the black Tom explosion. And they did the PBS special because there was a lady who said in her family was this uh, relic from the black Tom explosion of July 30th, 1916. And in this, uh, little movie that, I mean, this little documentary on PBS, she said, we even have the journal entry of my grandfather that said, this is from the black Tom explosion of July 30th, 1914. What? And now it happened two years before. <laughs> I mean, diary evidence. Okay. From 1914. <laughs> what? How? And, and, and how is this a forgotten attack on our soil over a hundred years ago? And no one's ever heard of it out of all. There was, there's been no movies. 
no, uh, except for that PBS special and a few, uh, things uploaded on YouTube. Suddenly there's no reference to this event ever, except in a book by Henry Landau, who wrote the enemy within and talking about the Germans attacking. But when captain Henry Landau wrote this book, um, he had never been to the United States. So he's talking as if he was there, never been there. And he was a captain in the British army. And then he came to the U S I guess he wrote the book, but he came to the U S and wrote the book. But, but at the time when it happened, he wasn't there, wrote the book as if he was there. And so he's in the United States, writing this book, gave away state secrets. And now he becomes a persona non grata meaning he cannot step soil or step foot on the soil of, of uh, England any longer, or he'll go immediately to jail for giving up state secrets of what happened during the war. <laughs> it's like, what? This is the most insane thing ever. There's no movies. There's no, uh, you know, nothing. There's nothing on this. The black Tom explosion. It's absolutely crazy. Now I told you guys about it because all time said it, you know, in 2019 is the first time I'd ever heard of it was then, but now suddenly there's all these different reports and they're all varied. And, and we don't know how many people died four five, seven or 50. We don't even freaking know that. I think he even found a page that said 20 had died. So there's only the only and oldest reference to this event was the enemy within by captain Henry Landau. Now, <clears throat> there is suddenly, from 2016, there is an obscure game called Battlefield 1, a first-person shooter type of game, which is now a reference to this event. And it's just very, uh, it just says there's a saboteur, it was sabotaged by the Germans, and that's what got us into, you know, and there's, they said there's like $50 million worth of damage or whatever, but that's on the video game. <clears throat> this is just all, all very, very weird. Okay. So here's some new Mandela effects. Okay. I'm going to ask you, first of all, what is the largest organ in the human body? Get your mind out of the gutter. It's not that <laughs> most people are going to say <clears throat> like what our liver, our brain. And then we go, Oh yeah, duh. It's our skin, right? Uh, apparently no, there is a brand new human organ that apparently has always existed and always been written about, but no one's ever heard of it again. The interstitium, which is bigger than the skin. In fact, this is the largest organ in the human body, the interstitium. This is a massive network of fluid filled, dense, connective tissue. What? Like, this is the strangest shit ever. <laughs> I tutored human anatomy, guys, on cadavers. I have looked into every nook and cranny, I hate to say it, in two different human bodies, a male and a female. 
and never once, and I got in an A in this class, so much so that the following semester, I tutored human anatomy. Years later, I went to another school where I tutored human anatomy. You guys, interstitium, I've never heard of it. So what, have you guys ever heard of this? The interstitium is the largest organ in the human body. It's a massive network of fluid filled compartments of dense connective tissue. When all time looked this up, he said, there's a ton of of articles and a ton of medical pages on this. And he had never heard of it before either. What the actual hell is going on? Okay. Now this next one. Okay. Jackie Robinson. He was a very famous uh, black man. He played baseball in 1947. He was extremely famous in the United States. He was entered into the, or in, you know, they say inducted into the baseball hall of fame in 1962. There was a very famous incident that happened on May 13th, 1947. He, because he is one of the only black men to play in the game of baseball. Um, there were some jerks in the game who said that they would rather be traded to another team than have to go up against this guy. They didn't want to even be on the same field as a black man because, well, they're racist dick bags, basically. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Back when the Dodgers were the Brooklyn Dodgers in New York, Jackie Robinson was on the team. And there was a game against the Cincinnati Reds on May 13th, 1947. There was an incident because of all of the racism and all the bullshit going on and people being really just, they're just being assholes. And there's a famous incident that happened on this day when the Dodgers are playing the Reds, 1947, when Pee Wee Reese from Kentucky went up to, went up to uh, Jackie Robinson on the field and he gave him a big hug. That made the headlines. It was talked about all over the United States, unlike the Black Tom explosion. It was talked about in movies, biographies, people mentioned it in their books. It was all over the news. It was in the press. It was such a big deal. I mean, articles, everything. It was such a big deal that there was a statue erected of Jackie Robinson and Pee Wee Reese hugging each other in Brooklyn, New York. So Suddenly, this never actually happened. This hug that brought people, you know, to a new level of understanding. This hug that <clears throat> brought people closer. This hug that made people feel good. This hug that inspired a statue that still exists in Brooklyn, New York right now. Suddenly, never happened. Jackie Robinson was such a good baseball player. 
<clears throat> that that year, 1947, that was the year that he led the World Series. I mean, led the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers to the World Series. He was such a famous ball player. So this was like a massive thing that happened. And suddenly, there was no hug. Doesn't mean there was no love, it's just there was no hug. What the actual hell? <laughs> what the hell is going on with this? <clears throat> I don't know, guys. I, I just, these things blow my freaking mind. Okay. So, <clears throat> this one I don't quite, I, I maybe kind of remember. This is a TikTok video from 2020. All right, it's just two years ago. This is the first meme video Mandela effect. It was a cat on a piano and he was on top of of the piano and he wanted to get down. And you guys might remember where he tried to get down and his little paws touched the keys and it startled him and he jumped back up and he tried to jump down to a different area and he played those keys and he jumped back up and then he went to the other end of the piano and he jumped and he played those keys over there and he jumped back up and he finally went back to where he played the original keys, jumped back down and, you know, just, just played the piano and the, and his owners taking the video and just laughing her ass off because it was hilarious because he was just like, oh shit, he kept freaking himself out and scaring himself. And there you go. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So somebody like, I guess re, you know, they, you know how you can play somebody else's meme or forward it, or I don't know. I'm not even on TikTok yet, guys. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know how this works, but, um, suddenly somebody says, wait a minute. Where'd that giant red box in the front that's blocking part of the cat? Where'd that come from? Was it always there? All of a sudden, thousands, dozens of comments, not thousands of comments, dozens of comments was on this video where people were like, wait a minute, that wasn't there before. There was maybe a red box that was really small. Now it's this giant red box is taking up the middle one third of the screen, almost the whole thing. And it changed and people are remembering it completely different. Now this red box is the most prominent feature in the whole video. And it's because it blocks some of the cat and the piano. And people remember that the cat was never blocked before. So I don't know uh, if you guys saw it, if you know what I'm even talking about. I think that this meme video made it to Instagram and possibly Facebook as well. And these kind of comments were all over all the different social medias that this one went on to. Very weird. But this is the first meme video Mandela effect. So the person taking the video, I wonder what they have to say about it, but they might be the person from this timeline. So they remember it the way it looks right now. All right. Next we go to Star Wars, A New Hope. Do you guys remember... Oh God, suddenly I'm having allergies and a little bit of a, um, a tickle in my throat, which I didn't have. It's like, it's not dusting here. I did sweep earlier, but everything was fine. And suddenly here we go. All right. I'm going to have to pause this for a minute and take a a allergy pill. All right. We're going to attempt to get through this. All right. Um, so, okay. Here's the scene. 
Chewbacca, Luke, and Leia are trapped in the garbage area. The walls are closing in on them, and they are obviously (laughs) freaked out. So, Luke somehow contacts C-3PO, and they're in contact, and he says to the robot C-3PO over the comm link, one of two things. Now I'm going to tell you both and you're going to think about it for a minute. What do you remember? Shut down all the trash compactors on the detention level. Or does he say, shut down all the garbage mashers on the detention level. Will ya? He says, will ya at the end. Shut down all the trash compactors on the detention level, will ya? Or shut down all the garbage mashers on the detention level, will ya? (laughs) Okay. When this movie came out, it was the 1970s. So let's walk backwards through history for a moment. Everybody who was anybody had a garbage, uh, compact, a trash compactor. And I remember it being a big deal when we got one and it became a bigger deal when ours stopped working. We had to get another one. We had to have our trash compactor. It's one of the weirdest freaking things of the seventies because nobody has this shit. Now we don't need this stuff now. Maybe because we're eating more natural. We have less waste. I don't know. But this is back in the 1970s. You have to realize everybody had one. Any, you know, it was like the success perm of the 80s, but this is a trash compactor of the 70s. It's like, if you have this, you have arrived on some level or not. You know, you're upper middle class, okay? (laughs) If you have a trash compactor, if you can afford a trash compactor, well, it was a big deal to have a trash compactor. And what does it do? You put your trash in, you turn it on for, you know, five or 10 minutes. It makes a bunch of horrible crunching noise and it compacts your trash. It squishes down the TV dinner foils and the cans. You can't put bottles in the trash compactor because they will explode and it will rip open the bag and that defeats the purpose. So there were rules to the trash compactor. But when you come packed it down, then you can put more, (laughs) fit more in your garbage bin outside, which probably accounts for why so many of the garbage bin back then were in fricking hella great shape (laughs) because they're lifting all the super, super heavy trash that had been compacted. So when I saw Star Wars, A New Hope, uh oh, hello, darling. Miss Miss Pris needs mommy to hold her. Hold on a minute. When I first saw this movie, one one cool thing I have to mention: uh, my husband that I had children with was not only there on opening weekend. When I was there on opening weekend, we were in the same room the very first showing of star Wars. It was like the 
like the five thirty show and then the seven thirty show. I stayed, or you know, somewhere around there, or however long it lasts. And there's like a ten minute break, and then um, I went with the lady who was the next door neighbor. She was from England, and I loved her. Parents were really cool, so I learned a lot of cool stuff from them. You know, all the words, you know, nappy, <laughs> like the weird words that they would say. Um, you know, just, which is normal if you're from England, but you know, two Americans were like, what? <laughs> that doesn't sound like English, which is ironic because it's the queen's language, right? Or I guess now that there's a king, the king's language, whatever. Anyway, I was in the room with my, my beloved and didn't even know I was a little girl at the time. And he was a teenager at the time. He was, uh, 18 and I was, um, well, no, maybe he was, was he? No, maybe he was 19 because he was, he was born 1950. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But he said that he was, I think he was on leave. I think he had already been in the military or about to go in the military, right? And he was so excited about this, this movie. Had to see it. He had to make a point to see it. Well, I was there at the 5.30 and the 7.30 showing. I think he told me he was there on opening night. It's a 7.30 showing. I literally watched Star Wars for the very first time on the day that he watched it for the very first time. It was one of those, we had all the movies, <laughs> had to show the kids. We all watched the movies. We all loved the movies. It was a thing that our family did together as a family. So believe you me when I say it was a joke that everybody throughout the whole audience in the 1970s, everyone who knew, everyone that had a trash compactor, we knew that that was hilarious. The idea that someone could be inside a trash compactor, which is why that line made it so funny. It, it just made it made us all like, oh, wow. That is a w- really weird concept that on another planet somewhere or on another, you know, um, star base or whatever, somewhere out in outer space, there's a giant trash compactor, not just compacting one bag at a time, but a much massive, like, you know, bags and bags and bags of trash. And it's scary that someone could get stuck in one of those things because it is frankly pretty scary. And it started making the loud noise like a trash compactor as the walls were closing in and they were starting to panic, obviously. So what I remember from this movie is basically um, Luke is saying to C-3PO, shut down all the trash compactors on the detention level, will ya? And when you go to it now, that's not what it says. They say garbage mashers. What? That's really weird. And now when you go back to the original, before it was digitally remastered, you can't really, uh, this guy said he's looking for it and he could not find it where it said trash compactors. Now I was talking to my oldest kid tonight and, and they said, you know what, mom, when I was a little kid, they said trash compactors cause it didn't make any sense to me. And I thought, oh, I learned a new word today. And she had to really think about it. What does that mean? It's a trash compactor. Because we sure as hell did not have one in our 1980s house. <laughs> you know, it was like one of those weird things that by the 80s, no one really had it. 
we did have a dishwasher, but not a trash compactor. And so later when she watched the digitally remastered one, you know, they told me, look, it's, uh, they said garbage master the second time. And she thought, wait, what? There was that, there was another word or phrase missing there. It, no, it used to say something else there, not garbage masher, but that's what it says now. How do you guys remember it? It's freaking weird, right? All right. So this next one is really weird. Um, there is a drink, a beverage, a beverage, uh, alcoholic beverage called hypnotic or hypnotique. Now I want you to think about it. It's blue and it used to be very, very, very sparkly and shimmering, glimmery, almost like glitter. And it, it like, it's like, uh, it looked like the, um, the ocean when the sun is hitting it with like thousand points of light, you know, millions of points of light, like sparkly diamonds. That's what this stuff used to look like when you pour it in the glass. Of course, it's called a hypnotique because it's mesmerizing. Like you're in hypnosis when you watch, when you look at it. So this is really, really strange. Oh, and by the way, oh, let's get back to Star Wars for a moment. I forgot this part. Um, by the way, when you look up this line on YouTube, when you look up trash compactors, um, shut down all the trash compactors on the detention level, or see if you say trash compactors on the detention level, he looked it up and there are hundreds, hundreds of video clips on YouTube where dozens of people are saying trash compactors. This is hilarious. Trash compactors. And why would they say that if it was always garbage masters? It doesn't make any sense by the way. All right. So let's get back to hypnotic blue. Okay. This is a really, I don't even know what flavor this stuff is. It's very strange, but, um, this, uh, all time, this man did a video on this a long time ago. And when he first did it, he was, he did a sparkly blue background because it was sparkling blue. He was mesmerized by this drink. In fact, he had to go out and get some because it was so strange. Even he went out and took a video of it on the shelf and he, um, talked about it. He said it was very, very strange. It was known for being hypnotic when you pour it out of the, out of the bottle into a glass. It was very beautiful and mesmerizing basically. Now, how here's a Mandela effect. How is it spelled? Do you remember this? Is it spelled H Y P N O T I C like the word hypnotic or is it spelled like the word hypnotic, but with a Q at the end instead of a C H Y P N O T I Q or is it spelled like <clears throat> H-P-N-O-T-I-Q? Like with no I or Y at the beginning, no Y in it at all, Q at the end. Like hypnotic with, with just H-P-N-O-T-I-Q. So apparently... It's spelled without a Y. It's just H-P-N-O-T-I-Q. 
but <clears throat> this is like years ago when he did this Mandela effect, <clears throat> that was what was weird because everyone remembered it being H Y P N O T I Q. Everyone remembered it that way. And now there's no Y and there never was one, but here's the new Mandela effect. <laughs> It's no longer shiny, glittery, sparkly, or shimmery. In fact, there's nothing to suggest it was anything but just a blue drink without any extra pizzazz, if you will. Now, he made a video about this based on the fact it's being shimmery, glimmery, whatever. 119,000 people and not one person mentioned it's not sparkly, it's not glittery. It's not glimmering. It's not anything. You're wrong. Not one person except for nine days ago. This guy said he had a bunch of incredible hulks, which is a drink using this. And never once was it sparkly. He said that thing never had any sparkle. What? Out of 119,000 people watching the video, only one person said there never was a sparkle. And there is no sparkle. And it's spelled with this weird, it's like almost painful to look at, H-P-N-O-T-I-Q. And he thought, you know, maybe I get get confused with something else. He started looking up other sparkly, shimmery, glimmery drinks. And there's one called Nuvo, or Nuva. No, I think it's Nuva. I don't even know. N-U-V-O, Nuvo. And it's... um, something like that and it's pale pink slightly sparkly glittery and um it's in a skinny tall bottle looks totally different he's like there's no way i was gonna get a pale blush pink colored skinny bottle mixed up with this blue and he looked up and there was nothing other no other drink that was blue he's like i put blue sparkles in the background for this you know, because it was special. It made it more like, you know, it gave it more of an oomph to the story, basically. So then he looked and looked and looked, and, and he thought maybe he was getting confused with Vinique, which is a drink that just came out a couple years ago. V-I-N-I-Q, which was mysteriously uh, taken off the market within two years. <laughs> um, I mean, I looked at this, it looked like freaking shampoo filled with glitter. It's like, um, probably someone died. I mean, it looks dangerous. Maybe someone got cancer or something. <clears throat> it looked really creepy, but it was a very dark purple. Vinique was dark, dark purple. It looked like grape scented shampoo, dark purple. There was nothing blue. And then, and then they had another flavor that was orange. It also looked like shampoo to me. And then they had, um, another one that was yellow. And that was it. So orange and yellow and uh, purple. I don't know why they didn't make a green one, just to say. But anyway, but but it was taken off the market mysteriously after two years because apparently it was very dangerous to drink. It looked it, honestly. All right, so I don't know if you guys know anything about this, but he, if you want to see this, this is video number 25 or part 25. Um, brand new Mandela effects part 25 on all time. And, um, I'm going to pause this for a minute and then get these other Mandela effects. Okay. So this next Mandela effect has to do with, well, 
goes harkens back to my high school days. <laughs> In 1985, there was an image of Michael Jordan captured holding a basketball raised way above his head with his legs widespread after a huge jump. And he's floating above the court. And this became the logo for the 1985 Air Jordan 1. This is the iconic, famous silhouette logo of Michael Jordan. The Nike logo, Air Jordan. Now, when you think about this logo, how do you remember it? What is he wearing? It's a silhouette, but he's wearing something. Now, do you remember him wearing shorts since he played basketball and wears shorts when he played? Or was he wearing pants that were bulky around the waist, like sweatpants, but tight on the legs? All right, guys, he was wearing sweatpants. He's never worn shorts in this logo. (laughs) A lot of people were like, what? No, he was always wearing shorts. Now, my, my kid, okay, we moved to Detroit, and my kid wanted the red room, okay? There was... We had uh, several bedrooms to choose from when we first got there. There was uh, four bedrooms, my, my house in Detroit, and they're tiny bedrooms. It's a Victorian house. It's over, she's 100 years old. And um, there's a, a, this logo. Somebody drew it on the wall, like spray painted it on the wall. So it's a, a red room with this black silhouette. And in the silhouette, he didn't have the bulky pants. I think they made it like he had almost like leggings. <laughs> but I think he had pants in that silhouette on the bedroom wall. But this is something that I looked at every day the whole time we lived in Detroit. For years, we looked at this every day. We're like, it was just, it's such a mesmerizing logo, right? So it's something that when people have like the Nikes, they can look. Now I've got a new uh, Air Jordan logo. It has wings and a basketball. Um, and it's not even the real, it's not even real Nikes. They're, they're fake Nikes I bought here in Ecuador made from a family in Latacunga. The, um, you know, the people here, they make stuff that looks, they're like, uh, they're false, um, you know, clothes. Like I've got, like my son had an Adibas <laughs> shirt instead of Adidas. It had a B in it, Adibas. And I had like a Lacoste shirt that was spelled to two T's instead of a T-E at the end. (laughs) Um, It's just people sell stuff. It's kind of funny. I buy it because it's helping people out. And, um, you know, these people need to eat. And you, you make, you know, they make these funny clothes and people buy them, you know, because it supports the, the local families. But, um, but so I don't really know a lot about the brand name stuff just because I, you know, I admit I'm buying, you know, I'm buying this stuff, you know, this $20, you know, probably fed, you know, these people, not a Kunga for a couple weeks, maybe worth of rice, you know, 20, it's like $29 worth of, you know, food, you know, it's actually helping people. Um, so, you know, so, but I, if I'm looking at this going, this is weird. I don't, remember him I kind of remember him wearing pants I kind of remember him wearing shorts but apparently he's never worn shorts in this iconic silhouette logo ever 
but I don't remember the pants being bulky around the waist. I thought that was a little odd. All right, so this next Mandela effect is about a uh, game called Overwatch that was made in 2016. It's a video game. It's one of those first-person shooter-type games. And this Mandela effect is about the dialogue between two characters. Now, I don't know anything about video games, so I might get some of of the details wrong. And if you want to check this out, you have to go to Brand New Mandela Effects Part 26 by all time. And he gets really deep into it. But basically, uh, there's a conversation between two characters, Reaper and Mercy. And Mercy says, this isn't what I intended for you, Reyes. And Gabriel Reyes responds with you know exactly what you were doing now uh i guess apparently this uh, person mercy was supposedly responsible for transforming reyes well into me (laughs) the reaper you know an angel of death maybe i don't know (laughs) i mean when they show mercy uh she's like all in white she has like white angel wings and reaper is very dark and brooding looking and he's got black he's got like what looks like black wings anyway i look pretty badass if it's supposed to be me (laughs) i have really big arms anyway but so she had always been portrayed as kind of like a saint and she was purported to be like you know a good part of the game but then there's this one part of the dialogue where she's basically saying it's not what I intended, and he's saying, yeah, you knew exactly what you're doing, or you know exactly what you were doing. So this is like a backstory of the entire game, like a storyline for the entire game, and it never happened. The main writer for the game said he never wrote this line, that no one... No one wrote it. It was never said. It was never acted. It was never spoken out loud. None of this is true. Like when the lead writer of the game says, no, I never wrote that. That's not true. And there have been 35 million people who played this game. And like thousands upon thousands of people remember these lines. You could look it up, do a search online for it, and it will show the conversation but now it never happened so after six years this game was shut down when they opened up overwatch 2 and no one can play the original version of the game but there's got to be like he said somebody on twitch somebody on youtube somebody making some recording of the game at some point there's got to be some remnant some residue of this beta version he said he even looked into when someone said they remember it being on the beta version of the game, the beta version only, but other people have said, no, I never even played the beta version. I only played the main official release version and it had these lines in it too. I don't know anything about this uh, game Overwatch. Ray, perhaps you've played this game and you know, um, uh, Brock, if you're listening, you might, uh, know about this one as well but i don't know this is kind of strange right anyway uh the next one uh well we're gonna save that one for last (laughs) because save the best for last okay we'll go the next one it's uh, about the legend of zelda the ocarina of time this was released in 1998 there's 
uh, Legend of Zelda is one of those wild games where you could just go anywhere in the game and just do a random thing you want to do that has nothing to do with the rest of the game. And that was one thing that made it really great. In fact, my daughter was telling me about this yesterday and they said, you know, mom, that was one thing I really loved. It came out right before I was born. She was born two years after uh, Ocarina of Time came out. And she said, I, I grew up playing this on, you know, um, on the computer, not, not when she was really little, of course, but when she was around 10 or 11, she started playing Legend of Zelda. She downloaded the game from somewhere and was playing it online on, on her, um, you know, both my kids had laptops when they were in school, uh, you know, homeschool. So she's like, yeah, I remember playing it. And I loved the fact that I could just go anywhere in the game and just play whatever. And it's just such a nostalgia thing for me. Right. So I can't wait to tell, um, them about this one. So in the Ocarina of Time, there is a lake called Lake Hylia, H-Y-L-I-A. And this was in 1998. You play as Link and Link goes to the fishing pond and the, and the owner of the fishing pond will let you in and you can just fish. So it's like a really relaxing part of the game. You just sit in there fishing. And if you catch a loach fish, um, everyone knows it to be called a Hylian loach. H-Y-L-I-A-N, Hylian loach. Um, and this is where the weirdness comes in. When you play that game now from 1998, it's a Hyrule loach. H-Y-R-U-L-E, Hyrule or Hyrule Loach. It's really, really, really strange. Like if you go to the game fact pages and you go to um, people playing the game and people talking about the game and all the game forums, uh, everybody remembers it as a Hylian Loach. Now this is where it gets even stranger. Uh, All time he did a whole deep dive on this. And he said, so... In 2006, in the Twilight Princess version of Legend of Zelda, you know, a game that came later, they now make a reference to the original Hylian Loach fish. Now, Nintendo games made another reference to this in another game, which I forget the name of it now. You could look at it on Brand New Mandela Effects Part 26, because he goes into a lot more detail about these things than I do. But he says that... Okay, so check it out. In The Legend of Zelda in 1998, they mentioned the Hylian Loach, which now doesn't exist, now doesn't even mention it. But in 2002, there's a joke about, oh, look, so-and-so caught a loach. Do you think it's Hylian? Well, how would they know? Why why would they make that joke if this fish never existed, you know, four years before 1998? But according to uh, Nintendo, they claim that in 2006 was the first time the Hylian Loach was ever mentioned. So why would they make a joke about something that's not mentioned until four years later, from four years before? This is really, really, really strange. Now, um, missing emojis, okay? We're gonna save the best for last. (laughs) Oh, it's gonna blow your mind, a blue mind. Anyway, um, missing emojis. Do you remember a few years back from all time, he mentioned that there's been a lot of missing emojis, like the seahorse that that I used to use all the time, pea pods I've even used, and even the robber guy, you know, the burglar, he was in white and black stripes, and there's a man who had like a big staff and a backpack, hiking man, right? And a swordfish. I've used the swordfish emoji. None of these emojis ever existed. You can go to the unicorn. I mean, a unicorn, <laughs> Unicode 
consortium. And these are the guys who approve universal emojis for the world. And they claim that none of these ever existed. Well, we talked about that before. Well, now there's two new emojis now that apparently never existed. And yet thousands of people remember using the milkshake emoji. It was a little milkshake with a red straw, a cherry on top of a big pile of whipped cream. The uh, milkshake itself looked like a strawberry milkshake, I believe, or vanilla. And it was kind of like a white or or kind of a pale pink. And I kind of remember it being chocolate, actually. Well, it doesn't matter because there's never been a milkshake emoji. There's every kind of um, possible uh, emoji for uh, every kind of drink you can have, apparently. And he showed me, he showed some on here that I've never even heard of. Boba. I didn't know that that was an emoji. Yeah, I know that there's green tea, there's coffee, there's whiskey, there's a, like a, um, like what looks like a cocktail, like a Mai Tai. There's a martini, you know, there's all kinds. There's a, there's a baby milk bottle. There's um, milk. There's a bunch of different things, but there's not a milkshake. And the other one that I used when I believe speaking to my stepmother because it was her favorite animal. And I know that I've used this in reference to her while speaking to my brother because it was her favorite animal. And that's the moose emoji with, you know, it's kind of a reddish brown going off to the left. And he had giant horns because he's a moose. Moose have giant horns, but it, apparently... According to the Unicode Consortium, the people who decide what emojis get made in the world, uh, the moose never existed either. This is freaking bizarre. Now, if that's not bizarre enough, get this. Let's talk about God for a minute. Let's talk about the names of God in the Bible. Exodus 34, 14. It's in the Torah as well. It's slightly different in the Torah than what it is in the Bible. But this uh, was added in Wikipedia on December 21st, 2017, according to All Time. This is the first time uh, this had ever been uh, changed or added as a name of God. This is a perfect Mandela effect for Metaphysical Soul Speak the podcast, right? We talked about God a lot on this show. So... I remember this now in the, uh, thou shalt not is what it said in the King James version of the Bible in the, in another version, it says do not, but here it is. Here is a quote. I want you to fill in the blank. Do not worship any other God or thou shalt not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is blank is a jealous God. I'll read it again. Do not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is blank. Fill in the blank is a jealous God. I mean, seriously, what do you think it is? His name is Yahweh, Jehovah, perhaps. I remember it being thou shalt not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is Jehovah is a jealous God. That's what I remember. Exodus 34, 14. Uh, apparently God's name is jealous. What the heck? 
Thou shalt not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. That makes no damn sense. That's what the Bible says now though. Check your Bibles, check your Bibles and get back to me guys. What the heck? Or, you know, the other, I think it's a revised standard version says, do not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. What the heck? Gives new meaning to the phrase jealous much. <laughs> Whoa, that one blew my mind. And in the older version of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, it said, do not prostrate yourself before any other God for the Lord whose name is jealous. Oh man, hold on a minute. Okay, jealous one is a jealous God. Okay, this is what it says in the Torah when it's translated to English. For you shall not prostrate yourself before another God because the Lord whose name is jealous one is a jealous God. That's it. That's that's just that that's it for tonight. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> oh why how is god's name suddenly jealous or jealous one how this one this one's gonna bug me for a long time i told you guys i i found personal mandela effects in the quran when i read the quran um years ago it made sense for me and i argued with some people a couple years back and they were like it never says that anywhere in the quran i'm like it does too, because I read it word per word. I mean, the whole, I mean, like, I would say, except for the last two books of the Quran, I read the whole thing, and I know what it says. And and then when I looked it up, it doesn't say that anymore. So our holy books are changing. But God's name has always been Jehovah, especially in relationship to don't have any other gods before me. Yahweh might be in one version, but you know, Hey, Jehovah, but in the Torah, it says jealous one. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's weird that these things shift and change. The Mandela effects will either add things or subtract things or change things in such a bizarre way that makes no sense from how we remember it. And that's what makes the Mandela effect so bizarre. These are the weirdest things ever. Anyway, that's it, guys. I love you. Thank you for being on this crazy, wild ride with me. That is our spiritual journey that we are on together. Thank you for listening to the show and telling other people about the show. Contact me at mermaidgirl888 on Instagram if you wish to discuss anything or ideas for the upcoming shows or anything. I love each and every one of you. I'm grateful that we are doing all this wild stuff and exploring this stuff together because it's enough to make one crazy, at least makes you feel crazy. But here it is. When half the people remember it one way and half the people remember another way, I think there's something going on with all of these things. What do you guys think? Let me know. Let me know. Anyway, that's it for now. I'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always.
But until then, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, for a while now, and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.